Hare Krishna. Good morning. Today we have the perfect weather for the occasion <clears throat> to help us get into the mood. Are we in the mood for Govardhan Puja today? Yeah. <laughs> I thought to begin uh, with a verse from chapter 24, worshiping Govardhan Hill, in which Krishna is giving very specific instruction for how to celebrate. First, some pranam. Nama Om Vishnupadaya Krishna Pristaya Bhutale Srimate Bhaktivedanta Swamin Itinamine Namaste Saraswati Devi Gauravani Pracharine Nivishesha Shunyavadi Paschatyadeshadarine Vanchaka Patrubhyascha Kripa Sindhubhya Evacha Patitana Pavanebhyo Namaha Hey Krishna Karuna Sindhu Dinavando Jagatpate Gopesha Gopika Kanta Radha Kanta Namusute Tapta Ganchana Gaurangi Radhe Vrindavaneshwari Vrishavan Sude Devi Pranamami Hari Priye Jaya Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Gadadhar Shivasari Gauravakta Vinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama Rama Hare 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 Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Rama Hare Hare All right let's um Let's read the verse together. <clears throat> Pachantam vividha paka. Pachantam vividha paka. Supanta payasadaya. Supanta payasadaya Samyava pupashashkulya Samyava pupashashkulya Sarvado haschagrihyatam Sarvado Hashagrihyatam Pachantam Vividha Paka Supanta Payasadaya Sangyava Pupasashkulya Sarvado Hashagrihyata. Pachantam. Let the people cook. Vividha. Many varieties. Paka. Of cooked foods. Supanta, <coughs> ending with liquid vegetable preparations. Supa, <laughs> yes, 
pious adaya. Beginning with sweet rice. So apparently, it's it's true what the Gujaratis say. First sweets and then end with salty. Yes? Yes? Okay. Samyava apupa. Fried and baked cakes. Mm. Both fried and baked. One cake, first fried, then baked. Shashkulya. <coughs> Large round cakes made from rice flour. Sarva. All. Doha. What is obtained by milking the cows? Cha and Grihyatam. Let it be taken. Translation and purport by the followers of His Divine Grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai. Translation. Let many different kinds of food be cooked. Let's repeat. Let many different kinds of food be cooked. From sweet rice to vegetable soups. Everyone's smiling already. (laughs) Many kinds of fancy cakes. Both baked and fried. Should be prepared. prepared. This is an order of God. (laughs) And all the available milk products products should be taken taken for this sacrifice. sacrifice. Yes. Let many different kinds of food be cooked, from sweet rice to vegetable soups. Many kinds of fancy cakes, both baked and fried, should be prepared, and all the available milk products should be taken for this sacrifice. Purport. The word supa indicates bean broth and also liquid vegetables. Thus, to celebrate the Govardhan Puja, Lord Krishna called for hot preparations such as soup, cold preparations like sweet rice, and all types of milk products. And so ends the purport of the devotees, followers of Śrīla Prabhupāda. In uh, Śrīla Prabhupāda's Krishna book, he elaborates, right? He says, of course, sweet rice, but he also mentions, I think, pakoras and samosas, Puris, Ladu, Kachori also, Rasagula, he mentions. Ice cream. cream. (laughs) Uh, I don't think so. (laughs) I think Prabhupada mentioned all of his favorite (laughs) preparations. (laughs) And he said, Krishna orders us to make these. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. so this, of course, is uh, Lord Krishna's instruction to, to Nanda Maharaj and to um, the residents, the senior Brajavasis. Uh, uh, so we want to, of course, uh, remember this whole pastime today. And the sort of thematic question I want to raise is, what's so special about Govardhan Puja? What is it that makes us all so happy <laughs> with Govardhan Puja? And I suspect the immediate answer will be no fasting. <laughs> yeah, every other festival is, <laughs> is first we have to earn the bliss with fasting. Huh? 
Oh, I see. There's festival and there's feastival. <laughs> right. This is a feast festival. Okay. Interesting, by the way, is that if you read uh, through the verses that are coming up, uh, there is mention, uh, there's description of the offering of this feast to the Lord, but there's no mention of the eating of the feast by the devotees who have offered. What? Maybe we have to fast after all. Oh, okay. Uh, I also want to suggest as a general um, theme uh, of, of this pastime is uh, the, the move from extraordinary, sorry, from ordinary to extraordinary. There's ordinary things, and then there's something extraordinary, and then there's something more extraordinary, and then something more extraordinary. And it keeps getting more and more extraordinary. But then again, you could say at the end of the day, it's Krishna's pastimes and Krishna does his pastimes. For Krishna, is it extraordinary or is it ordinary? Is it just, <clears throat> is it just bliss as usual for Krishna? Um, okay, well, I also want to suggest that uh, we might think of this pastime as a kind of um, divine performance of environmentalism. I mention that because I'm thinking about this lately and also reading something about it. But okay, let's, let's back up. What's happening and where is it happening um, of course, this is all happening in, in Vraj, but specifically uh, in the place where Krishna uh, has had this previous pastime of encountering the Brahmins and the Brahmins' wives, in that same place, possibly because it's the place where the Brahmins live. Uh, little Krishna, how old is he at this time? He's seven years old. He sees, his, he, he sees uh, something going on where he sees his father is involved, Nanda Maharaj is there, and other uh, elders, and there seems to be something of a, something of a commotion. Seems to be a lot happening, things going on, um, and it doesn't seem ordinary. It seems like something a bit extraordinary, but what is it? Krishna wants to find out. Of course, Krishna already knows, right? But he's playing like this. Daddy, what's going on? <laughs> and does, does Daddy respond? Initially, he doesn't say anything. He's too busy. Ask me later. I'm too busy. He doesn't say anything. And then Krishna says, Daddy... We don't keep secrets in the family, do we? Shouldn't have secrets. Tell me what's happening. And and so Nanda Maharaj explains to him, we're we're going to worship Indra. And why do we worship Indra? Because Indra gives us rain. If we don't have rain, then we can't survive. We depend on Indra. Sounds convincing enough, and indeed it sounds like Nanda Maharaj was maybe reading Bhagavad Gita. Oh, Krishna hadn't spoken Bhagavad Gita yet. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> something like that. Ishtan bogan hivo deva dasyante yagyabhavitat tairdatanapradayayo yobongte stena evasa uh, the, the, the demigods, we, we worship them. Uh, they fulfill all, all our desires. If we don't do this, then what? Uh, uh, then uh, we are considered thief. So we have to do this. And, of course, then uh, Krishna begins his uh, argument for why 
to not do this, but to do something else. Let's do something else, Dad. Uh, and he has he has several reasons, and they've been summarized. Let's see. Uh, yeah, verse number thirty-seven. Uh, there's there's a summary, uh, which has been given by Sridhar Swami, and which is repeated here in the purport of the arguments uh, that Krishna gives uh, why there's no need to do uh, Indra Yagya. Do you want to hear these reasons? Okay, first reason. Take notes, we're going to quiz you afterwards. Number one, the karm, that karma alone is sufficient to determine one's destiny. It's all about karma. It's, it's our actions and the reactions to our actions. That's going to uh, determine everything. Uh, sort of related to this is the second argument. It's actually our svabhava. It's our, it's our own nature. Because how are you going to act? What is this karma you're going to do? It's going to be a result of your, your nature. Isn't that? So, so it's really about this svabhava. Uh, this is really at the root of everything. Um, okay, if that doesn't convince us, then there's the modes of material nature. Huh? Everything's under the control of the modes. Again, Bhagavad Gita. It's all there. Krishna says. Uh, uh, Krishna here is giving something of an argument, you might say, from Sankhya. He gives an interesting mix of arguments uh, from Sankhya, from Mimamsa, but his Purvamimamsa is also a bit garbled up. <laughs> it's it's kind of it's very much tongue in cheek. You can almost see Krishna's tongue inside his cheek as he's speaking, because in in a sense he's just arguing atheism. So here we have the supreme personality of Godhead arguing atheism. What kind of pastime is this? This is very strange. Okay, fifth argument. Uh, if there's a... No, fourth argument. Fourth argument. The Supreme Lord is simply a, a dependent aspect of karma. So wait, you just said he's arguing atheism, but he's accepting there's a God. Well, even if there is a God, this is an idea of some aid. Even if there is, then he's controlled by karma. He's, he, he's going to do everything depending on how we act. He's going to act. Yeah, isn't it? Well, <laughs> that's not exactly how Krishna means it. Uh, fifth, he's under the control of karma. And sixth, one's occupation is the actual worshipable deity. He even suggests uh, work is worship. Have you ever heard this phrase before? <laughs> Wasn't this uh, promoted in communist countries at one point? Huh? In Auschwitz? <laughs> yes. Arbeit macht frei. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so he gives all these arguments. Are Nanda and his friends convinced? Are they convinced by these arguments? Not really. They're not really convinced by the arguments. How are they convinced? They're convinced because Krishna is so sweet. How can they resist? Right? So they <clears throat> But first, what does Nanda Maharaj say? Nanda says, okay, because Krishna is suggesting instead of doing this, let's worship Govardhan. Why? Because Govardhan is the source of, uh, we're, we're depending on Govardhan, really. So we should worship Govardhan. Makes sense. So Nanda Mara says first, okay, let's do that. But before we do that, let's worship Indra. And then we'll worship Govardhan. This is, uh, this is called the, the shotgun uh, philosophy of Hinduism, 
we'll worship all the gods, uh, you know, get them all covered just in case. <laughs> uh, we'll play it safe, right? <clears throat> Krishna consciousness is not about playing it safe. It's about taking a risk for Krishna. And that's what Krishna is actually uh, proposing here. He's saying, let's, let's take a risk. And Krishna's not saying explicitly, but it's implicit, and trust in me, trust in Krishna. And so Nanda and the, the elders and everyone else, they say, oh, all right. Yeah, and Krishna has a reason also. He says, you've got all this paraphernalia here. If you offer it to Indra, then we're going to have to start over collecting paraphernalia. No, let's be economical. And let's be ecological. Uh, we'll just use everything for, uh, for, for Govardhan. And in this way, there will be a nice recycling. Recycling will be there. This will be very good. Okay, so then they say, oh, well, all right, how do we do this? And Krishna says, okay, we have to, we have to prepare a nice offering for Krishna, and this is uh, how we do it. Uh, we, we prepare all of these different nice foods, and that's what he's describing here uh, in this verse. Pachantam vivida paka supanta. Payasadaya samyava pupasush saskurya sarva dohascha grihyatam. He's going to give them more details. Uh, especially important, of course, will be that the brahmanas must be uh, also worshipped. And especially important, the cows. Not only that, but also. All of the living beings, including the chandalas, and also, Prabhupada says, the cats and dogs. <laughs> Everyone should be fed. This is a festival of inclusion. Everyone is included. It is inclusiveness. That's one of the special things about this. It's inclusive. Uh, it's uh, offering prasadam to everyone. In in Brindavan, who has been in Brindavan on Govardhan Puja Day? Some of you. Yeah. Have you visited the different Goswami temples uh, where the uh, different Goswami temples or did you only stay in Krishna Balaram temple? Huh? You want to go over them? Ah, oh, very nice. Huh? Yeah, you visit. And what do you see? You see they, they have huge display of the, the, the prasadam. By the time you see it, it's prasadam. Uh, half the temple uh, sometimes will be filled up uh, with uh, the big baskets of, of the different uh, mostly deep-fried preparations. And the idea is you come in and you have darshan of the deity with all of the offering. And they just have it there and people come and they go and you see, you have, you see the offering. Unless you come to one of the temples at the time when they say, okay, now we're going to distribute. I happened to be one time uh, in the Radha Shamasundar temple. It was about five in the afternoon. And um, we had already taken the, the full feast at Krishnabalaram Mandir. And we were really very full. That's, that's a regulative principle on this day, right? <laughs> to read to, to eat a kanta, to eat up to the neck. So we were very full, and we were visiting the different temples, and we came to uh, Radha Shyamasundar temple, and they announced, okay, now is prasadam. 
And one of the Mahants gestured for us to, you know, sit in the line. We can also take prasadam. And we said, oh, thank you very much, but we are full and we have already had. And, and he said, no, you sit. <laughs> you take prasadam. <laughs> he was very fierce. And we could see there's no question of saying no. It would be a major offense to do that. So we had a second feast. <laughs> so eating up to the neck and then eating beyond. Yeah, so uh, the, the festivity includes uh, everyone. And of course the Brahmins are there. And the Brahmins are engaged in doing what Brahmins do. Uh, they perform sacrifice uh, with the proper rituals, with the fire, and so on. Uh, and they're very happy when they can chant all the mantras and so on. So that's what they do. Now, uh, we, we know that this was all a substitute for, uh, for the sacrifice to Indra. Um, and gradually Indra is beginning to wonder what's happening. But before he gets really concerned, something else very wonderful happens, and that is that um, as they're offering everything to Govardhan, then suddenly what happens? Huh? Govardhan... Yeah, he doesn't, Govardhan Hill doesn't exactly expand, nor does Krishna himself expand. Something else happens. Huh? Yes, he manifests himself as a huge form, as a massive, as a massive Krishna, a giant Krishna on Govardhan, and apparently then he sits down. And then he begins to consume all of what is being offered. Now, what's being offered has created a sort of second mountain. Uh, this festival is also known as Annakuta. What means kuta? A hill or a mountain. So we offer mountains of anna, of food. Uh, it can mean food, it can mean grains. So all of this is offered. And then <clears throat> Govardhan Krishna sits down and he begins to consume all of this. And he consumes it very quickly because he's very big. Uh, and little Krishna, uh, according to one source, Krishna says, you see, Govardhan has appeared. When you make your... Uh, offering to Indra. Does Indra personally appear? Have you ever seen Indra? No, you only see the, the rain. But here, Krishna, um, Govardhan himself has appeared. Huh? So, so he's consuming, consuming, and then it's all gone. And then what does the giant Govardhan say? Ani or ani or ani or ani or there's nothing left, there's nothing we've given you already everything, everything, everything. Do we have anything still in storage? No, we gave everything, we surrendered everything. Ani or ani or ani or ah, what do we do now? Krishna, you've gotten us in trouble now. After all, we should have done the Indra Puja. Indra, Indra never says anior. Uh, well, what happens then? The Brahmins, right? They save the day. One Brahmin comes with Tulsi. And uh, he brings it and offers uh, to giant Krishna. And Krishna takes and he pops in his mouth. And he says, Tushtosmi, I'm satisfied. And when he says that, immediately the whole feast reappears. <laughs> that is a great relief. 
So, so then the devotees can have a nice feast. They also, of course, uh, and what exactly the sequence here is not clear, but um, as Krishna advises them, they go on parikrama, isn't it? They go with the cows in front, uh, then they have carts with bulls, and the ladies are all dressed up with all of their ornaments, and they're sitting on the carts being pulled uh, by the oxen. And what are they doing? Are they just going around silently? They're having kirtan and glorifying Krishna. This, go, this circumambulation of Govardhan, who has circumambulated Govardhan? <laughs> All of you. <laughs> Almost. <laughs> yes. Uh, so let us imagine now we are at Govardhan and we are circumambulating. Now, you may not want to imagine present day because present day, you know, there's loudspeakers and there's paved uh, road and and it's not like when Krishna was there and of course when Krishna was there Govardhan was so much taller isn't it whether whether Govardhan was long as he is now I don't know but long and narrow but he was certainly taller he has shrunk why has he shrunk he was cursed who has cursed him Yes, one sage. Do you remember who? No. I know Durvasa does a lot of cursing, but this time it wasn't Durvasa. Was it Agastya? I thought it was Pulastya, but in any case. <laughs> and why would he curse? Huh? He wouldn't move. Which means that before, think about this, before Krishna lifted Govardhan Hill, somebody else lifted Govardhan Hill. Yeah, this sage, Pulastya. So he was carrying, and he was carrying back to his ashram, but, you know, he had to take a, a break, right? And he, so he sat uh, Govardhan down just for a short time, Actually, Govardhan had already gotten blessing that he could stay there. Pulastya didn't know that. So when he comes back, okay, let's continue our journey. Let's go. <clears throat> let's go. <clears throat> let's go now, Govardhan. Uh-uh, I'm not going anywhere. I'm staying right here. This is where I belong. What? Oh, uh, I curse you in that case, that you will always reduce your size. How much every day, every year? A mustard seed every? Every day. Every year. Day or year? Who votes for day? Day. Year. Majority says year. Must be. We, we have majority. We have democracy. It may depend on the kalpa, right? <laughs> anyway, so the Govardhan that we experience today, you could say is very merciful that he is now much smaller because otherwise for us to do parikrama could be quite, uh, quite a challenge. So the, the devotees, the Brajabhasis are all doing parikrama of, of Govardhan and it's, it's around this time that Indra is saying, hmm, what's going on? And he's getting angry, he's getting upset, and he decides he has to... He thinks he is going to teach a lesson to Krishna. Little does he know that Krishna is teaching him a lesson. Right? Now, Krishna's teaching Indra a lesson... We often, we understand it's about, uh, it's about Indra's pride. Yes, we, we can say, yes, this is uh, the essential idea. But I want to suggest there's something else going on here. And that is that uh, he's teaching Indra, he's also teaching the Brajabhasis, but he's teaching that um, love is superior to fear. Because the Rajabhasis 
were planning to worship Indra, you could say essentially out of fear, that if we don't worship Indra, we're in trouble. And a lot of religion is like that. And Krishna wants to say, no, that's not really, that's not what we're about. He's wondering, why are the, why are the Rajvasis worshiping Indra? This is, this is Vrindavan, after all. <laughs> They've got the wrong place. <laughs> so, so let's correct them. Anyway, Indra is thinking, I'm going to teach him and them, he wants to teach all of Rajvasis a lesson. And little does he know that actually he's being taught a lesson. Have you ever had this experience that you think you're teaching someone a lesson and you find out actually you're the one learning a lesson? Yeah, happens quite a bit. And fortunately, as devotees, we, we, uh, we get the point. So we know what happens, and I think it's going to be performed later this afternoon. Unfortunately, I won't be here to witness, but there are going to be some uh, very special clouds uh, what are they called? Some Vartika clouds. And they're going to come and they're going to make a big mess. Um, Srila Prabhupada says the rain came down in columns, like columns. Uh, and uh, it's, it's a terrible situation, not just because of the water, but also because of the wind. And uh, the devotees are shivering and shaking because it's very cold. And in this condition, they come uh, to Krishna. Uh, and and they, they plead with Krishna now, please help us, please help us. What is the verse? I wrote it here somewhere. Krishna, Krishna, Mahabaho. Uh, yes. Tvam natam gokulam prabhu tratum arhasi devanna kupitad bhaktavatsala. Oh, bhaktavatsala, oh, you who care for your devotees. Uh, oh, Krishna, Krishna, uh, you who are most fortunate, greatly fortunate. Uh, this, uh, this, this Indra, he's, he's giving us trouble. <laughs> Uh, so please release us. Tratum arhasi, you can release us from this uh, deva's um, um, trouble that he's giving us. And so, of course, Krishna immediately responds. Now, at this point, I know there have been um, renditions of this, video renditions. Um, all of the children, they've memorized everything from, what is it called, the Little Krishna series? Uh, and, but I was imagining, because lately I was watching some of the Mahabharata series that's come recently, and you know the style, how they do it all, right? When, when um, uh, Parashuram throws his weapon at, uh, at, at Bhishma, and Bhishma throws his weapon at Parashuram, then it takes 10 minutes for them to meet each other because first there has to be, you know, lots of dramatic music and this angle and then that angle and then this angle and that angle and more dramatic music and then more dramatic music and uh, it goes on and on. So I was imagining this pastime in a similar way. But this is just my conditioning. Um, <laughs> I think what's perhaps more interesting and more valuable uh, is to think of how, how our acharyas, how the devotees uh, think of Krishna, how they think of, of Govardhan, starting with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, as we know, goes to Vrindavan. He always wanted to go, and finally he gets opportunity and finally, 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 he arrives in Vrindavan, and he goes to Govardhan. And at Govardhan, um, he he can't he can't um, control himself anymore. Not that he wants to control himself, but uh, he's embracing the stones of Govardhan. The tears are coming. Uh, the the tears and the deers are coming, <laughs> and he's embracing them and the cows, and he's 
you know, re remembering. He's remembering Govardhan himself, having lifted Govardhan, he is now remembering uh, that time. Uh, Rupa Goswami, of course, has a very special affection for Govardhan Hill, so much so that in the um, his Upadesh Amrita, verse number 9, he says, there's Mathura, very nice, superior to Mathura is Vrindavan, because the Rasa Lila goes, goes on there. And you'd, you'd think the verse ends there, right? No, the verse doesn't end there. Superior to Vrindavan is Govardhan. Why is Govardhan superior? Huh? Uh, <laughs> probably all true, but one particular reason? No. No. Yes, because Krishna lifted Govardhan, and so Govardhan is is uh, is uh, sustained and touched by the lotus hand of Krishna. Hantaya madhya abala haridasavarya tvam rama krishna charanas parashat pramodha pramodha Govardhan is pramodha he's he's shaking in ecstasy why because Krishna is lifting him the Bhagavatam says he lifts on his left hand the Bhagavatam says nothing about the pinky but Sanatan Goswami says because Mother Yashoda was really getting worried that, you know, this is a major problem, <laughs> holding up this heavy hill, mountain. Uh, and so, says Sanatana Goswami, Krishna, in order to reassure Mother Yashoda, he goes, whoop! And then he's balancing it on his pinky finger. <laughs> okay. Uh, still, some of the cowherd boys, they think they need to help, right? And so what do they do? They're, they're holding with their sticks. And they're thinking, we are holding with our sticks. Krishna needs our help. So what does Krishna do? At one point, he starts to release. And, that, and the, bo the boys are going, ah, Krishna. <laughs> and then Krishna, oh, okay. So like this. <clears throat> Krishna is having fun. Now, at this point, a very extraordinary thing is happening. For seven days and seven nights, everyone in Vrindavan is having non-stop darshan of Krishna. This is very special because all the residents of Vrindavan most of the time, they're lamenting because they only get to see Krishna part of the day, each depending on their particular identity. You know, Mother Yashoda sees in the morning and sees in the evening, but not during the day. The gopas, they see him during the day, but not at, the, at night. Uh, the gopis see Krishna at night, but not in the day. So partial darshan is there. This time, everyone sees Krishna 24 hours, 24-7. <laughs> yes. Uh, and they get uh, to feast their eyes. Does anyone at, during this seven days and seven nights feel hungry? Huh? Well, actually, there's one person who feels hungry. Yes, Madhu Mangala. Because when, Krish, when, when Mother Yashoda wants to offer, you know, something, Krishna, you must be getting, no, no, it's okay, I'm fine. <clears throat> then Madhu Mangala says, speak for yourself. <laughs> so, but essentially they're all uh, simply absorbed in, in, in Krishna. And of course, at this time, it becomes clear, this point, uh, they have taken a risk. 
And now they can see you can indeed trust in Krishna. Um, now I'm getting a bit worried because I was told to stop at 9.30 and it's already after 9.30. And we have Krishna holding up the hill, but there's, there's something more to be said. So I'm not sure if I should actually end here or not. We don't we don't leave we don't leave the story in suspense. We know what happens. <laughs> but okay, something more. Actually at this point I want to quote Srila Prabhupada from a one of his lectures. Uh, this was in 1974 in Vrindavan. He said Urukrama means Krishna whose activities are very, very great. Foolish persons accept a rascal as Bhagavan, but we are not so rascal. We are not so rascal. <laughs> we accept Krishna, Bhagavan, Urukrama. He can lift when he can pick up the mountain and immediately he can keep on his finger. We want this kind of God. <laughs> Isn't that nice? We want this kind of God. So many times, Srila Prabhupada, when explaining how Krishna is God, would say, uh, in effect, what's the proof? He lifts Govardhan. Now, you might say, if you're in a slightly skeptical mood, or if you're speaking with uh, some person who's not uh, so convinced and may say, ah, that's, you know, that's some nice pious mythology, but, you know, what, how, how can we believe that that's the case? But Prabhupada says that, have you noticed, with full conviction, Krishna lifted Govardhan Hill and therefore he is God. So, and generally, he would make this point that it's demonstrating that he is strong, one of the uh, opulences of the Lord. He is all-powerful. Uh, he lifted Govardhan Hill. But I think there's something else happening here when Prabhupada says this. He's saying he is God because he will do anything for his devotees. He'll do anything. He'll even lift up a hill <laughs> to please his devotees, to give them shelter, and so on. Um, and so he's teaching uh, that love is superior uh, to fear. Well, uh, at some point, of course, uh, Indra understands that his, pr his program of teaching a lesson is not working, and indeed that he's made a mistake. Uh, and so he calls back the Samvartaka clouds. Uh, the sun comes shining through. Uh, all is well again. The sun is starting to shine through outside. Just see the timing. And uh, everything's very nice. And then Krishna uh, instructs everyone, okay, please, everyone, you can now um, go out from underneath the hill uh, the sun is shining, there's no more rain. Mm. And so they do. I don't know how quickly they go, because they've been having a quite good time together with Krishna, but we could imagine that perhaps Mother Yashoda is insisting everybody go out because uh, she wants him to finally get a, get a break, right? And she wants to feed him. In any case, they all go out, and Krishna sets down the hill. Now, this is a little hard to imagine how he initially lifts and how he initially sets down, but he's, it says he sets down the hill in exactly the place where it was. That's called environmentalism. <laughs> <laughs> Unlike Hanuman. Anyway, we won't go there. That's... Hanuman is a big problem when it comes to environmentalism. Um, but uh, he sets down the hill, everything's fine. Meanwhile, Indra is really upset. 
uh, he realizes he's made a big mistake, and what does he do? Well, first, he's silent. Uh, now, I'm speaking, this is a little bit uh, of some uh, details uh, told by Dina Vandu Prabhu, and we all know Dina Vandu knows what happens in Vrindavan, right? Uh, so he says, he's, he's very silent for quite some time, uh, and then uh, his consort, Sachi, comes uh, to see what is the problem, and and Indra is simply silent. Uh, and Sachi knows not to try to disturb him further. That could be that could be more trouble. So instead, she goes to Brihaspati, and Brihaspati, uh, he, she says, "I think there's something wrong. You better take care of this." Brihaspati goes to Indra and says, "Indra, what have you done?" Silence. <clears throat> All right, I know what the problem is. Brihaspati is very intelligent. He says, um, you're going to have to fix this, and you're not going to be able to fix it yourself. You're going to need help. So here's what I suggest. You go to Goloka, you have Mother Surabi, the cow, come, devotee, to when when there's trouble uh, between the devotee and Krishna, what do you do? You get another devotee to mediate. And so, Surabi is is uh, is invoked, and then um, Indra comes, and Indra comes on his elephant. Uh, what's the elephant's name? Airavata. Okay, this is a very big elephant. And this elephant doesn't have just one trunk. This elephant has several trunks, apparently, at least according to the iconography. Sort of like a film. Anyway, so, he's, so Indra is coming on his, uh, on his big elephant uh, to meet Krishna. Meanwhile, what is Krishna doing? Krishna and his friends and the cows are doing parikrama, of Govardhan, according to Dina Bandhu, they're doing um, they're doing damage inspection uh, because uh, there's been a big storm, so they're inspecting. So as they're as they're going around uh, Govardhan, uh, they come to the what we usually call the back of Govardhan, the uh, the west the west side. So behind, um, anyway the the west side. And then uh, here comes this huge elephant. When cows see elephants, if they're not accustomed, what do they do? They bolt, yes. <laughs> and so they all start running, and the coward boys go running after them. So they're all gone. And now it's just Krishna and Indra and Surabhi. Um, and as Krishna is walking by and uh, Indra is offering obeisance, Krishna doesn't even give him a glance of a glance of a glance of a glance. He just walks by. And Indra is shaking in his divine boots. And... At this point, he calls Surabhi, Surabhi, you have to help. And, of course, Surabhi comes and Surabhi speaks uh, to Krishna and says, Krishna, I know, you, you know, Indra's made a mistake, but it's time to forgive him. Uh, you know, people make mistakes, and he's not a demon. He just, he made a mistake, okay? All right, so he he's pacified, and then... Uh, Krishna agrees to listen uh, to uh, prayers by Indra. In the case of Brahma, when Brahma is offering prayers, Krishna remains silent and doesn't say anything. Uh, with Indra, he finally indicates that he's accepted the prayers. So then, uh, Indra begins to worship Krishna with the help of the other demigods. They all appear, and it becomes a big festival. 
And it's a wonderful thing because uh, the paraphernalia, the deity paraphernalia that they use is really quite amazing. It's solid gold. It's studded with jewels. Uh, it's, it's, it's um, you know, chamaras is studded with rubies and, and uh, smaragd and so on. Uh, I want to mention, by the way, uh, speaking of deity paraphernalia, the, the altar really looks wonderful, and I think the pujaris and all who have um, helped in preparing the altar today should be recommend uh, should be commended. What do you think? Yes. She Shirada Gopinat Ki Chai. She Giriraj Maharaja Ki. So so there's this big fancy um, worship going on, and Krishna is there. And uh, Indra uh, crowns Krishna. He gives him a nice golden crown, and he crowns him as Govinda. What means Govinda? Yes, he's the Indra of the Go. He's the Indra of the of the the Gau. Uh, in Hindi now they say Gau. Uh, so he he becomes uh, the and this all happens at Govinda Kund. Govinda Kund is the place where Krishna becomes Govinda. Well, by this time. Uh, the coward boys have managed to get the cows back, and they're all coming back. And by this time, Indra has left with all the demigods. But they leave the paraphernalia that they used in the worship there. And the cowherd boys now see all of this golden paraphernalia. And they go, wow, hey, that's really cool. It's, what is it all? Oh, it's puja paraphernalia. Oh, okay. Well, let's do some puja for Krishna. Why not? Sounds like fun. So they, they start it all up, and they're, they're singing a kind of uh, aratik song. And Dina Bandhu Prabhu explains that Brajbasis cannot keep a tune. <laughs> Unlike... Unlike Bengalis, Bengalis, they can you know, sing very sweetly. Rajbasis, no, not possible. Uh, and so they, but they sing with great enthusiasm. <clears throat> so according to Dina Bandhu Prabhu, it goes something like this as they're offering the arti to Krishna. Aroti kunjabi hariki. Shigiridhari Krishna Murariki Aroti Kunjabihari Ki Shigiridhari Krishna Murariki And they're all, that's only one voice, but imagine several voices, and they're all different. So like that, Krishna is, you know, Krishna is enjoying this. And the demigods who've left by now, they're looking down. <laughs> and what do they see happening? They see this crazy group singing this crazy song. But what do they see? What do they realize? Krishna is accepting their worship with great pleasure. Whereas the worship that the demigods were offering, it was like, yes, yes, very nice, official very good, very good, properly done, thank you. Now, get out of here. <laughs> well, while this is going on, Nanda Maharaj hears that there's something going on, so he decides he better find out what's going on. So he comes, and he looks, and he sees all this fancy gold paraphernalia, and he says to the boys, Oh, where's this from? And they say, it was just here. Yeah, right, it was just here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then Madhu Mangala pipes up. Madhu Mangala, 
had not gone with the other cowherd boys because why not? He's he's lame. Yeah. He's lame. So so he decided to just sort of wander, uh, keep with Krishna. So he stayed with Krishna and he witnessed all of all of what the demigods were doing. So he was explaining uh, to Nanda Maharaj, Nanda Baba, you won't believe this, what happened? There was this big elephant and he had so many trunks. I'm telling you the truth. It really happened. I swear it happened, Baba. I, you have to believe me. It really happened. And he goes on and on. And this big, this big fellow on the elephant. And you know what? He had eyes all over his body. Yeah. And 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 they and they were and there was dancing and singing and all these things. And I can't. I, you won't believe. I know you don't believe, but this is what happened. So this is what happened. <laughs> so which is the extraordinary and which is the ordinary? Or on what level of extraordinary uh, are we speaking? What is most extraordinary from all of this? Well, I just want to end by reminding that... Um, at the very end of his life, Srila Prabhupada had a very strong desire, which unfortunately could not be fulfilled. And that was, he wanted to go on Govardhan Parikrama. Srila Prabhupada was uh, in such a condition that it simply would not have been possible. Um, he wanted to go on a bullock cart, and it would have finished him very quickly um, because of the way the roads are. Um, but uh, the devotees had a debate at this point. Some devotees said, it's Prabhupada's will. He wants to do, we have to do. He's, he's the guru. <laughs> and the other said, no, we can't let him go. It's going to finish him. Back and forth it went, and finally they said, okay, Srila Prabhupada, please. <laughs> Uh, it's too much. But you can see where Srila Prabhupada's mind and heart was at the very end of his life. He wanted to uh, offer respects to Govardhan. Um, and it, it is said, I, I mentioned this verse, which the gopis pray, Hantayamadiravala Haridasavarya. It's a praise of Govardhan, which manam tanoti sahagoganayos tayorya paniya paniya suyavasa kandara kandamulai that um, we offer respects to you Govardhan who are referred to as they refer to as Haridasavarya the best of the servants of Hari of the Lord and of course this became also a subject of great controversy at one point uh, for me, the simple solution is because is Govardhan the, the Lord, Krishna, or is he servant of the Lord? And I would say, why not both? Both and. This is possible for Krishna. He can be simultaneously the Lord and servant of the Lord. And what is the proof of this? Huh? Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Yeah, Balaram. I mean, we could go on and on <laughs> simultaneously both. There's another verse, and I'll end with this, from Vishwanath Chakravartitak, where he says, Vina bhavet kim haridasavarya padasrayam bhaktir ata asrayami yameva sa prema nijeshayo shri govardhano me dishatam abhishtam says, how will it be possible to have bhakti, devotion, uh, unless uh, there is uh, taking of shelter of Haridasavarya, of uh, the, that best of servants of the Lord, Govardhan. I pray uh, and I worship him, Saprema Nijeshayaho, together with his uh, dear lords, Two lords. Who are they? Radha and Krishna. 
So Radha and Gopinath, Radha Damodar, Radha Shamasundar, uh, Govardhano me dishatam abhishtam. In this way, the Lord may fulfill all desires. Shigiriraja Maharaja ki. Srila Prabhupada ki. Itai Gaurabrahmanande. Hare Krishna. Thank you very much.